Shalom, everybody. Uh, welcome back to uh, another episode of the Upper Room. Um, get comfy, put the kettle on, get the washing up on the go, whatever you're doing while you're uh, watching or listening to us. Uh, much appreciated you joining us once again. Uh, time is a precious commodity and it's humbling to know that you're uh, taking your time to uh, to listen to us here at the Almond House. Um, we'd be much obliged if you can do the uh, the likes, the, the subscribes, the comments down below. If you're uh, touched or affected uh, by any of the uh, content that we cover today, um, yeah, we'd be much obliged if you, um, yeah, do the thing. Um, so today's uh, today's topic uh, is going to be interesting uh, for me as 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 much as it is for you. Uh, my guest today approached me uh, recently and said, "Daz, I've I've got a topic. I've got something for you for the podcast." And I was like, "Right, yeah, great." She's like, oh, "I'll send you my notes across." I said, "No, nah, don't worry about it. Let's just let's just let's just go for it." And um, I am uh, duly honoured because uh, behind every great man, there's a uh, there's a great woman. And uh, I love my brother Joe, but uh, we've got the upgrade. <laughs> Rebecca, shalom, shalom, shalom sister. Everybody. How are you doing? Yeah, yeah. As Darren says, um, I've just been getting little downloads since our last podcast. Um, obviously, me and my sister Kat, we spoke so boldly about so many things, and obviously, when you speak out, you're going to get trialed on them. It's like it's part of it, isn't it? It's like you have to practice what you preach, and it, it's been a joy, really. It's been a joy to just. Um, continue on in the sanctification process of the walk with the Lord and there's been so many things happening <coughs> and so many things happening in the world as well that um I just feel uh, led that the Lord said like don't keep this to yourself any longer you know you're using it it's improving your marriage it's improving your motherhood skills it's improving your submission to the Lord so why not give it out as a free gift to others so I just want to say anything that I speak about tonight isn't to point the finger at you ladies or say, oh, you're under attack because that isn't what I'm here to do. I'm here to kind of shine light on um, the way that the enemy, we have a very real enemy. The Bible speaks about an enemy. It's been a, he's been around for a very long time. <clears throat> so, of course, he has different ways in how he can attack women. So the title of this podcast is How Satan Attacks Women. And, you know, it's um, it's a bold one. And I was trying to run away from this calling for a long time. I was trying to say, no, Lord, I don't want to speak about this. It's it's too big. You know, it, it really is too big. But, um, yeah, I just think it's, it's time to go for it because um, there's been areas in my life that I do feel like I have been under, whether it's an attack, oppression. I don't know what it has been, but spiritually, you know, um, I feel like, anytime you're gonna as Jack says new level new devil you know you're gonna come up against these things and I feel like um maybe other women women may be going through this it's not something that we can just speak about and it when when you've got the kids running around saying yeah I'm under this big attack right now or this is what's going on in my life because not like there's like shame attached to it but it's not something that you may be you're around your sisters at the Sabbath congregation or even sisters may be listening online like you might not have any um, fellowship so it's not really something that you bring up around sisters haven't seen them in four years shalom sister this is what's going wrong in my life or mm. you know it's it's like a deep topic that it's it's worth praying about and digesting because the enemy can come in very subtle ways he can attack us um with ways that we might not even realize that it is um 
not from God. It's either from the flesh, from the enemy or from God. And it's about discerning where these different voices may be coming from, where these different attacks may be coming from. And I'm just here to kind of like shed some light on that really. So, Perfect. And um, yeah, just right off the bat, um, you know, I'm really intrigued to to hear what what you've got to say on on the matter. Um, Predominantly what my my alarm bells are thinking from a, from a man's perspective as as a covering, yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a potential covering myself. It's yeah. uh, what can I do to facilitate, um, uh, yeah, any protection, any guidance, yeah. and um, any red flags to to look out for, essentially. And at, at the same time, if we can, um, like we say, sh- shed some light for the sisters out there in terms of uh, maybe even normalizing some elements to the yeah. to the walk, where it's just like, no, this this is a very real walk. Uh, we can maybe. Uh, sometimes assume that it's all blessings and rainbows but uh really there's some really deep dark areas in which we have to contend with uh personally and uh you know as married couples as parents husbands and wives so um yeah I'm, i'm really looking forward to um to getting into that um on that premise of uh you know coming under the firing line as it were after appearing on here or even before um I think many people can attest, um, and this isn't just uh, um, exclusive to being on a podcast or, or being out in the public domain. It's it's when you step out in faith in any any way. Uh, it can be behind closed doors. It can be any way. You may find yourself uh, dodging some fiery darts. Yeah. So yeah, um, yeah it, it's it's uh, it's certainly an interesting one when you put yourself out there and you're talking about things that um, yeah. After after talking about, it, you can find find yourself. Um, Honestly. Yeah, walking through the fire. So, um, yeah, feel free wherever you'd like to begin in, in the area because, um, yeah, I, I can't wait. Hallelujah. That's like Darren said to me, who's going to come on with you? And I thought, I, I can't put anyone else in the firing line <laughs> for this one. I'm sorry. You know, Taking the bullets. I'll take the bullets because, you know, I feel like the Lord has really pushed me into it. But, yeah, it's... Um, it's it's about removing the um, expectation that it is good all the time and that you're not going to have to deal with principalities. The Bible speaks so plainly about principalities in high places. We don't wrestle against flesh and blood. There's been fallen angels around since the dawn of time. And I feel like we're in a very new place with this walk. It's like we've all come from out of uh, maybe the Sunday church or we haven't even come from like a faith-based background so we've got nobody to really speak about about spiritual warfare we're kind of just learning it all for ourselves and Mm -hmm. not to speak about that oh it's a big scary walk and you're going to be attacked all the time but no it's about finding the balance and being like god has actually given us a prescription and a way of doing things in this life and um the bible's therefore for all of this so yeah I'll, i'll get first straight off the bat with um my first bullet point is um is our emotions and we can often run with our emotions in so many situations we can um like we've got this idea that our walk with God is going to be great that we're going to be blessed all the time what we're going to get from God rather than what we're going to give to him Mm -hmm. and it's like any marriage um we're married to God but it's not about what we can just always receive from our husbands and it can just feed our needs of being comfortable all the time or being happy because we're, we're sold this romance, aren't we, that everything's good and everything's rainbows. But realistically, it's not. It's a service and we have to put ourselves on the line. We have to ultimately 
um, pick up our steak. Yeshua talks about all the time. Um, and, and the first big revelation that I got in the scriptures this time round um, was when Yeshua was about to be crucified and he was with Peter. And Peter said to him, uh, he was telling them all about the crucifixion. He talked about everything. And Peter turned around and um, the word that he said to him was, um, be kind to yourself, Messiah, Yeshua. Like this this won't happen to someone like you. Or that was my um, translation in the ISR. Or I actually looked at the, the root, the, the Strong's word. And it was like to have mercy on yourself. Right. And Yeshua straight off the bat said to him that is the talk of the enemy and that is the talk of the flesh he he literally said it was of satan because ultimately peter obviously meant well it come from a good place in his right. heart he came from a place of oh no no that won't happen to you and we can do that to ourselves you know have mercy on yourself just, just take the day off today you know mm-hmm. you know that's a bit hard for you you know and the word be kind there's 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 a there's movement you see it on um kids clothes now be kind and it, mm. it sounds nice yeah we are to be kind because kindness is a fruit, fruit of the spirit yeah. but if if it, if it outweighs the scales of having too much mercy on yourself um you're not picking up your sake and yeshua honestly he rebuked him and said it, it's talk of the enemy and it's talk of the flesh because you have to pick up your sake and our emotions can come run wild with us and be like that's a little bit too much for me right now and I need to look after my mental health and it's a big one I've suffered with it myself and I'm not going to do that today or I need a rest and you know what ultimately no sometimes it's nice to take time for yourself I do get that but we have to run the race and we have to um pick up our stake after Yeshua says that to him, the verse before was when um, Peter, the church, he said, I'm going to appoint you to the church. So ultimately in my head, it's like he's saying this to the church. So he knows that sometimes we're going to get comfortable and we have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. So that uh, was uh, one of the big ones that I got and I was convicted myself. Yeah, I mean, um, just uh, thinking personally in terms of, uh, you know, uh, people can say to me, I, I think you can maybe be, be a bit hard on yourself. Mm-hmm. And I'd, I'd rather err on the side of caution when it comes to that, because I know if I am being hard on myself and in, in whatever way and, and things maybe derail or, or the, the pressure builds, I know that God's got me and, mm-hmm. and that he'll give me the break when, when it's needed anyway. So, um, uh, yeah, uh, I think potentially, like you said, in, in terms of the narrative that's created within lot of media and um uh, social movements it's this be kind to yourself the 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 mental health um bracket of um uh, almost uh giving yourself an excuse to not uh take the hard road sometimes and um of course yeah take care of yourself and and be aware of certain uh, red flags but for for the most part it's um it it can be an excuse for confronting um uh, the the issue uh, more often than not um just just before we do uh move on um it's interesting you saying about uh the relationship between the flesh the enemy um and your walk with god uh, i immediately think of job where you know uh blameless righteous job um but yet uh the lord allows the enemy to uh to have a a say in in his life and um we're, we're no exception to that aren't we so it's like 
Definitely. You know, don't get a complex, oh, I'm, all un- I'm under attack and the enemy's got... No, we, we're walking in the gospel of peace, of course, but at the same time, like, yeah. there is contention in the spiritual realm in order to stretch and, and uh, uh, sometimes break and, 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 and allow us to grow. So don't uh, find it... Uh, don't marvel that these things are taking place, basically. That's it. Um, you have to be tested because if everything was all good all the time, you wouldn't you wouldn't need God. Ultimately, we've I've come from a great life. You know, I I had everything on paper, and ultimately, I didn't need God. And that's a very dangerous place to be. If you're so comfortable with everything in your life, you would have probably never have got saved. Let's be honest. You know, um put it this way if it wasn't for joe i don't even know if i would have got saved because seeing the darkness that he went through um praise Yah that the lord brought us together so that i could really see that but i was in a place where i didn't question anything because i had didn't have need for anything and again if you, if you're in that place then it's 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 better to be hard on yourself and be oh lord i need you in this situation please fight for me in this situation than um, not having a need for God, you know? So um, with that, have you found, you, you, you recognise there that um, you, you've come from a place of comfort in some degree, but um, obviously being a, a, a relatively new mother and, and, and uh, a relatively new within your marriage as well, um, has that comfort been stretched? Like are, are these like new challenges that you're finding yourself put in and you're like oh gosh like I I didn't I didn't realize I was quite signing up for this or yeah it's um it strips away everything that you have for yourself so it's it's just the ultimate selfless sacrifice sacrifice. and it's a big shock to the system and part of mine and Kat's last podcast was talking about how much of a shock it was and why probably postnatal depression is on the rise because you are living for yourself you have no absolutely zero self-denial to the point of the uh, i've got on here the timothy scripture um men will be lovers of themselves money boasters proud blasphemers disobedient to parents like even my mom and dad couldn't control me you know they didn't have any say in what i had to do and probably they just didn't try because of my generation they probably just thought oh they're just going to do what they do anyway we've all done it you know so why do i need to have a say in um in their lives and again or, it's just or even under dangerous. the guise of provision where you just think oh i'm just i'm just giving my child what they want and yeah. giving them the things that we didn't have which can be like again like you say coming yeah. from a good place like <laughs> it's, it's maybe just a bit misguided yeah and i'm very close to my parents and they did the absolute best and they're very calm and patient people and i feel like that's one skill that i am now bringing into parenthood you know yeah taking a beat not being we all lose it with our children, you know, let's be serious, but they are very loving and patient. So they, they've got good strengths, but ultimately if you're not following the biblical um, role for the household and, and the order, orderly fashion, it's a massive shock to the system. You know, it, it's just so hard to grasp. And if you let the tiniest little bit of like rebellion into your home it just it, it goes <laughs> and wildfire, yeah, yeah. It, it's like anything in life if god's order isn't there it gives the enemy a foot a foot still doesn't it and we're told not to do that yeah. because once he has a foot in our marriage in our homes in our relationships in our um children's lives it's like it's massive like anything starts off so innocent and before you know it, it it's full i think there's a scripture that says um something starts small and then 
goes into full-blown sin and then full-blown rebellion and it can throw people off the path if you're not on par and know who the enemy is and know really how he is can infiltrate into certain relationships and marriages it can put people off you know it's it can be a hard walk but without knowing your enemy it can be even harder you know yeah and before we go deeper into that element of the enemy and infiltration i just want to highlight the 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 key word i think you've already mentioned there is uh, is sacrifice um now for me uh, sacrifice is like the arc of human experience in terms of um, the relationship to Yeshua and what he did for us on the cross, the propitiation of sins, all stems into uh, that one one moment of sacrifice. And as as believers, uh, and and even those who aren't in the faith will experience that the, um, uh, the, the I, I think the most penetrating element to our experience is. Um, to either receive the sacrifice of, a, of another or to sacrifice oneself. So this isn't like a small um, trope within life that we're talking about. I think this is the mm. the apex of, of the human experience in terms of how we're getting closer to, to, to Christ, how we're understanding the relationship between the Father and Yeshua. It's the biggest, it's the deepest uh, element to, to, to what we can experience. So it's, it's, it's no... Uh, I don't find it strange that as you're going deeper into that element, it may not necessarily be new level, new devil completely. It's like yeah. new understanding, new knowledge, yeah. and new, um, uh, uh, yeah, new empathy with with what the what Yeshua did on the cross. Essentially, Very true. Yeah, um, it's a greater calling, isn't it? And I feel like if God said to me when I first got saved, "This is what you have to do. You're going to have this child, five children, whatever. You're going to be married, and you have a four bedroom house." Like I probably would have completely crushed under the pressure, but yeah. now He has given it to me so gracefully and with so much joy as well. There's so many, so much joy in it. It's actually um, a joy to sacrifice your time because the Lord has shown you individually what your ministry is, and He gives everybody a calling. And it goes on to my next point, really. Um, I feel like the enemy will try and um, strip you of your calling as well and hide what your gifts really are. And he'll kind of like distract and the world will haze out. I don't don't really know what my calling is or what are my gifts? What's my role within the body? And because you'll feel so crushed that you don't know what it is, you'll just almost stop trying. You know, you'll just sit, sit on the fence. You'll be a fence sitter for a long time. And it's... It's not saying it's a dangerous place to be or, you know, you're not saved or whatever. But ultimately, if you're not asking and attending and really seeking the Lord saying, what is my role? You know, you're ultimately just going to kind of sit on the fence. And right. I, I did it for a long time. I'm not saying, oh, I, I stepped into this because no role can be appointed. It has to come from God. And ultimately, a lot of the people in the bible were given a role they actually didn't want it you know it's it's just that's what keeps you humble but i always knew that i needed to take my faith serious and i needed to be around other believers um to the point where we left the fellowship our old fellowship and said just come to our house because we can't bear being without other believers Mm -hmm. so um yeah being on the outskirts um it, it can it can kind of satisfy your comfort you know it can right, yeah. it can keep you comfortable yeah. but it doesn't kind of like challenge you spiritually so if you're sitting on the outskirts 
and you know you want to want to do more um you, you just have to pray and you have to come and you have to attend and you have to throw yourself in to the point of service serving other women other families other you know wash the dishes if you have to you know just just do something yeah. for the body of Christ that is going to um edify other people because while while you're in that place of service like most of these downloads that I get I'm not even not even being funny, but I get them when I'm washing the dishes or right. something. It's like, that's when I'm in my role. I'm doing my job. The Lord's like, great, you're doing your job now. You're not trying to fantasize over traveling the world or living in this country. Like, you're exactly where you're supposed to be right now. So now I'm going to speak to you. You know, it's like when we remove any other, like, fantasies of the flesh or covetness of other people's lives, which is a massive form of social media, isn't it? Like, I can't say I don't use it. Mm-hmm. I've got successful businesses from it it is an amazing platform to use but um the the tiktok generation man it's like you go in and it's fantasizing this five-star resort in greece travel hacks here and it's like it gets whatever your flesh is and me and joe did a test the other day on the instagram explore page mine is all like mum hacks and mum quotes and travel pages things that are just going to suck me in and joe's is just like it was horrendous it was like half naked women that like it's just the algorithm and if you yeah. google from for it happens to men they actually target men with this horrendous it's basically soft pornography on instagram and it's like yeah. it's so evil the way that these algorithms are like drawn in so we have to be on so so on guard even on our phones something that we can use for for god is trying to distract us with things of the enemy and it's just evil i've, I've got about a thousand things running through my head at the moment the, the first point you made there like servitude like I'll, I'll ask you a question about servitude in a moment okay. um but what what you reminded me of is what um kenny uh russell brought a couple of weeks back when he said about he made a a comment about he would never let um i don't know if he said this on the podcast or in our conversation i'm sure he wouldn't mind me sharing it about how he wouldn't let somebody say to his child, what do you want to be when you grow up? Oh, yeah, yeah, me and Joe speaking about And it's like, no, the last thing I want is my child to start, like, having a fantasy or dictating, like, what what he wants to be, like, he wants to be an astronaut or whatever. It's like, I'm going to tell him more. He needs to know that it's what God is calling him to be. And when you said that, it it made me think of, like, okay, so when we're opening our gates to... um, uh, to all of these uh, algorithms and and these emotions, these messengers, they are right? messengers, man. Am, am, am I uh, am I starting to develop a uh, literally like a fantasy or a narrative or a lifestyle that isn't actually conducive for God's will yeah. in my life? So I then start getting discontent. Mm-hmm. I then start feeling less than unworthy all of these uh, negative uh, things which the enemy is trying to compound me for from and it's uh, it's not even the truth it's yeah, not even it's the lie. truth it's just a, big it's just a lie. massive lie um I, I know you touched there like about servitude but in your experience like uh, has there been a correlation between your role as a wife and, and as a mother serving uh, not only in those roles but in the fellowship as well has your personal calling or your ministry or your relationship to to what your gifts are has, has that become like more apparent because i've experienced the same thing where i just had i was just told by god to serve yeah. 
just serve wherever you can pick people up in the car wash up uh, tidy up like whatever you can do just do it and then over a period of time things became more apparent and and, and here we are so yeah how how's that kind of gone gone for you yeah service is absolutely huge isn't it it's like yeshua was serving 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 even on the cross he was serving he was still praying for people and we have to learn from him but yeah personally um we were called to serve to open our home and we just did it it wasn't even like everyone says to us now wow and it's been about eight years now and with the numbers that we've got and the amount of children like the last year we've probably thought like wow like this has been a lot not in a negative way but we've only just started to realize how much of a big responsibility it was and maybe even in lockdown you know when we did stay open and our neighbors were messaging us telling we were breaking the law we were like wow maybe this is a big thing but Mm. it, it started off absolutely like it was nothing to us it just came second nature and um I always tell the testimony about um, my gift of administration. Again, I I just plan stuff. It's just my skill. And the enemy wants me to plan holidays, plan trips, plan my next, I don't even know, like 10 <laughs> years, 20 <laughs> years. And it's like, no, I had to just stop and be present. And um, I organized this Sukkot and it was brilliant. We went to South Wales. It was when there was a, a very small a, a congregation. And... Um, the next year I thought I'm not doing it you know like the site that we went to it wasn't as amazing as the one we go to now it was a bit spread out and it just kind of like had a a little bit of like disconnect so I was like I'm not planning that again I obviously felt like a failure and I was like no Lord you know what I'm going to Israel me Joe and Jack booked this trip to Israel and the Lord just said no it was like lockdown you can't go the flights all got cancelled and the Lord pushed pushed me into this position where I had to plan um our first um so go at the place that we are now and it was in lockdown and we were still able to worship with like 80 people which nobody probably in the whole country maybe in the whole world was doing mm. and, and the lord blessed us with that and everyone was saying i can't believe you've organized this in these times and i just thought okay lord i won't run away from my calling anymore i will organize i will do it because that's obviously my gift and from now on every time i'm doing things it just feels like a joy to do and they just flow you know and, and just on that I, I had a question last week with the boys where i was talking about how like uh kenny was bringing a lot about the supernatural element of the faith and i had a question around about like you know it's easy to associate supernatural stuff with like either evangelizing and teaching and and all of these like prophetic but like have you like experienced genuine like miracles and like supernatural occurrences within like administration because oh, like yeah. it really doesn't get the credence they get it everywhere. deserves they, they, they're everywhere it's like you'll have this big bill you pray and you're <laughs> like i don't know how i'm gonna pay this the week before it just comes in the right amount of people are coming to this event and he just provides all the time and i've even stopped stressing about it now i make jokes with people like you haven't told me whether you're coming, but I know that you're going to come and I know that you're going to pay on time. It's just going to be fine, isn't it? And they're just like, yeah. And you just, it, it, there is miracles that happen in administration. Yeah. Look at like buildings, the the work that we've done on the house to accommodate for the church. Like it was all a miracle, you know, it all yeah. fell into place. And it, it does take a bit of faith and action to get things done, you know, Um even in uh, the book of acts there was people selling their land for the church like that's all administration Mm. isn't it making sure that they've got somewhere to worship um and god takes it serious you know it's 
again it's like any role we have to do it with the right heart if we're ever doing it with a crumbling heart or or this uh, it just doesn't flow you know it's it's just not good and I, I think that highlights the hands and feet of of the body isn't it because it's like oh what's my calling uh what am I meant to do within the body what's my gift and um yeah sometimes we can maybe uh, beat ourselves up about like what that actually looks like when um you, you know Joe touched on it last week about you know we're only as good as the other parts of the body so no matter how small how large whatever your gifting is, whatever your act of service is, it's all, do all things for the glory of God, essentially. And I think if you can have that attitude, that no matter what, I think that's that's one of the elements of being present and, and practicing the presence. Yeah. Again, that can that can have like a uh, almost mystical uh, connotation, practicing the presence and being at one. It's like, no, do all things for the glory of God. Exactly. And then before you know it, you're practicing the presence because you're bringing the kingdom in all that you do. And then next thing you know, you're walking in your gift. Um, brilliant. We'll rewind it uh, back a little bit. Um, we were talking about infiltration, the ways in which the enemy can can come in, whether it be through social media, whether it be through uh, false narratives. Uh, it, it felt as though you were going to go a little bit more deeper into that area of, of, of how the enemy can maybe manipulate or, or, or come into the scene. Yeah, um, I think one word that you said on that was um, discontent and um, social media right now and um the tv and the the social norms of our time um women are told to act like men and men are being told to act like women and hasatan has just done a role reversal on women's and men's roles um at the end of the timothy scripture which i just come back to all the time if you've watched my testimony i spoke about this one because this was literally me um uh lovers of money boast is proud and it goes on and says loads of things without self-control and headstrong and haughty lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. And the word headstrong is just like you get something in your head and you want to do it. And so many women right now are experiencing this, that they can get what they want when they want, whether it's partners, money, jobs, relationships. And ultimately, um, it's t- it, I don't believe that is the will of God. You know, I think women are called they have so much wisdom they have so much patience and these are all spiritual nurturing gifts that we've got from god and they're being numbed down and they're the, the numbing our nurturing side that um we're, we're just turning more like men you know working these strenuous jobs you can do anything you want when you want and ultimately you're never going to be content and you're never going to be content because there's always going to be a paycheck higher than you there's always going to be the promotion there's always going to be your boss to impress there's always going to be um work nights out and this there's just always going to be something that you are going to try and strive for more and um there's a scripture that says um she was loud and rebellious her feet would not stay at home and it's talking in psalm 7 psalm 7 and it's talking about the spirit of the harlot versus the spirit of the bride and are we incorporate i'm not saying you are a full-blown harlot if if you've got elements of this because i did you know i had to get convicted of this i had to be content with where i am in my role in my home and maybe you don't have a family or you don't have a husband but you have a home and that's the house of god ultimately if you are betrothed and married to the lord you should be staying in his home you don't want to be loud and rebellious and rolling around and roaming around the streets um 
when you can be at home and at safety with your God and what does that look like um if you've been blessed with a fellowship then I believe that that is the house of God if we are opening and I'm, I'm blessing the Sabbath day we believe that the Lord dwells there and we believe that he certainly dwells at his feasts so they should be a priority in your life and if they the Sabbath and the feasts aren't a priority in your life then then what is is it is it work is it parties is it holidays because they're all things that are great and the Lord blesses us with but they are secondary you know we have to be at home with him and if you have got a family and you are fantasizing of, of being out in the workforce or doing this then I'm going to bring it to you that it's not the spirit of the bride that it is the spirit of the harlot you just have to stay at home and find peace in that situation because your children need you they are going to never need you like they've needed you now there's so many studies coming out that's like um it's just funny isn't it because it said it in the bible but now it's like a study and a trend and Mm. it's called trad wife and and stuff like that it's it's all this latest trend but it's like it's it's actually not a new thing it's it's been in the bible and the lord's prescribed it for us to stay at home with our children not because we're weak or we're invaluable or we can't make money but because our children need us the the first like thousand days of your children's life are so valuable and every second they're you're away from them it's it's not going to be good you know every mom needs a break of course i get that grandparents parents friends like I understand that and you can be burnt out and then it can cause you to snap at your children I've noticed it in myself like if I don't get a break I'm not you know the mum that I, I probably can be and should be but ultimately if you're fantasizing overdoing other things your head is in a headstrong place of other things then it, it's not with your children you know and it, it's ultimately not good um yeah, th- that's amazing um the again the inversion of, of those roles is uh, is so prevalent um when you describe that depiction of uh, going out in the workforce, going out in the world to uh, accumulate, um, you know, your worldly tokens, as it were, so that you can live out your dreams, it's like, I- even as men, we can fall foul to that premise of, of, of uh, yeah, going out in the work, in the world of work in order to uh, pacify our, our desires, where... If as men you are doing that and you're not actually laying yourself down, again, comes back to sacrifice. Um, You're not fulfilling your role and it it feels hollow and it feels empty. I saw a great meme the other day and it was um, a bunch of men sat down outside like a construction site eating their lunch out of their lunch boxes. And it said, these men sit, uh, sit sit on the floor outside so that their children can sit at the dinner table. So if you don't have that fulfillment, even as a man, um, you're knackered. All the more so if you're a woman, um, because that's not your divine area of sacrifice. Because that does, we're not negating, and we've had this conversation before, we're not negating the work ethic, the workload, and and the job itself in terms of running a home and and, and, uh, facilitating uh, a, a home of God. Um, yeah, it, it, it's 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 arguably more of a sacrifice. It, it's just you're positioned in that area for for a god ordained reason, mm-hmm. and uh, as soon as that equilibrium's um, uh, messed up, then it's uh, yeah, it's game over basically. But um, how how have you found? Because I think that's really honest of you to say about how you wrestle with this personally, and I'm sure it's indicative of of all of us, male and female, of of fighting these these messengers of emotions. Um, what helps you do you 
you know, are you coming off social media for periods of time? Are you praying more? What, 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 what's your, I guess, I'm sure there's probably, we'll go more into the anecdote, but like, how, how do you, how do you wrestle with this? I think it's about finding um, the joy in the moment. It's about having a joy from your children and reframing your mind. It says, take every thought captive. Um, y- you know, if you are a mum and you're feeling like that, you have to question like where are these thoughts coming from because they're not from God they're ultimately not from God because God says bid the children to come to me children are a joy children are a blessing that they're never seen as a burden that's this whole concept that like children are a burden comes from like the agendas and actually it's demonic I'm just gonna say it's actually demonic all mums need a break I understand that um it's a hard job it's a very hard job but if you are sitting there and looking at your children um, fantasizing and being discontent and wanting to be somewhere else, I'm going to say that that is demonic because yeah. that isn't what God, what, how you want you to feel. And you need to pray and say, why am I feeling like this? Is it what I've seen on social media? Is it from my past life? Do I need to surrender things? Do I need to um, ask for prayer? Do I need to fast even? You know, because ultimately these are all thoughts that aren't our own. And as Joe always speaks about in um, all of his partial, he says we can have thoughts that aren't our own. And I'm going to tell you right now that I don't feel like they are from God because God wouldn't want us to feel like that. And in terms of social media, yeah, it's very healthy to take a, a massive step away from it um, and follow just the, the the world, the garbage page. If you don't need to use it, just, just don't use it, you know, mm. unless you have a business and it is helping to have an income on the side, you know. It, it's just completely pointless, isn't it? It just gratifies the flesh, but... Um, yeah, it's about taking every thought captive, I think. And if you can't do that, you need to stop the things that are going into your brain and surround yourself with other believers and and, and people that are on the same level as you. And if you're blessed with a fellowship nearby, um, it's it's the cure for it all, really, you know? Yeah, perfect. Um, on that notion of, like, the trad wife uh, phenomenon, I, I think there's, like, it's really interesting because you see in society and uh, often in culture where, you know, there is a, a natural reaction to God's yeah. natural order. And, you know, you can, uh, you can often get scared of, uh, you know, new age terms. And it's like, no, God has a divine natural order, a, a universal law, and if that's messed with, whether you're a believer or not, you will suffer the consequences or the blessings. And so it's interesting to see in recent uh, months, arguably, that there is uh, a reaction within, even within the world, not let alone the body, where people are just like, nah, we want to actually go back to, yeah. you know, the, the way things are. Um, just to touch on as well, you, uh, I think it's really important to emphasize this notion of emotions, mm-hmm. whereby, you know, in my opinion, uh emotions are amazing things like uh, and and part of my own testimony is that I had this uh, attitude of just trying to negate emotions trying to be as stoic as possible but over time I'm realizing that it's like you just gotta just get just ride the waves as best as you can um I think we've said we've said it before from a Hebraic perspective we're looking at these emotions as spirits as messengers as as the the Malek the um you know the angels um from a greco-roman mindset it's oh it's my feelings it's my my thoughts and my emotion and it's like we rationalize and and have this roman mindset where it's like 
nah, that's 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 of a, that's from the demons. Like that's coming from a place that that is not, um, yeah, it's not godly. It's not of the. It's it's from a kingdom, but not the one we want to be. Uh, we want to be fighting for. So um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and the second we realize that, it's like, mm, is the way I'm feeling? Does it align with the Bible? And sadly, what I have seen is this actually stops people from picking up their Bible. Right. And because they don't feel like reading their Bible or because the Bible isn't telling them what they want to hear at the moment. But it's okay because I still don't do Christmas. I still don't do Easter. I still don't eat pork. So I'm right with God. Right, okay. But this is a dangerous trap that we can fall into. Like like as Kenny was saying, like, yeah, we're, to- we're Torah observing, but like we're not we've come out of religion so let's remove the whole religion and stop kidding ourselves if we're not acting christ-like in the moment we have to question ourselves and get back to being christ-like you know because our emotions will say i don't feel like doing that right now or i don't feel like that and before you know it, you're on a spiral you haven't picked up your bible in three weeks two weeks a week you haven't um, prayed you haven't been around believers you haven't come the shabbat and ultimately you're just kind of kidding yourself that you're right with god god doesn't love you any less his grace is still absolutely he wants you to be how you were and be back on fire you know um but just we we have to really be careful with overestimating and having too much mercy on ourselves because we're, we're not sanctified well we are sanctified we're not saved by the works are we you know right. like the, these works of sacrificing um christmas easter and doing the torah they're not going to save us it's only our salvation in yeshua and if we're not being like yeshua then it's a very dangerous place to be you know we're just like any other religion yeah and it's something that really convicted me it's like i can say i'm all this but really when no one's looking am i you know how am i praying for others Am I getting on my knees? Am I fasting? Am I doing? And when you do that, it shows to others because you get fast tracked, you get downloads, you're on fire, you're happy. And you've just got to constantly check yourself really because before you know it, you just, you can get yourself into a bit of an emotional pit. Yeah. And, and I think you, you, you smashed it there with the, again, cause it's, you know, we're to be imitators of Christ. And it's like how many things that he did in the scriptures would he have wanted to do in his feelings yeah. you know father your will be done because it's like do i want to stand in front of five thousand people do i want to um do all the all of these things um and when when you look at it from that perspective it's like that i i know what it's like when you when you just want to stay at home or you know and that's fine like that you know you know it's, it's not like a yeah there's not a schedule a schedule that you have to keep but I remember speaking to Bill and Deb. And Bill blessing me. He's like, you know, there's times, Darren, when you know, I, I don't, I don't really want to come to Shabbat, but that's the time I have you to come, know. and it, that is it. Like I, I come at times when I'm absolutely knackered. Uh, I, I feel spiritually dry. Uh, I've got the conversational uh, ability of a, of a block of wood, nice. but 
just turn up. Yeah. Just turn up. And when somebody says, is everything okay? You say, no. Do you want to, pr- can you pray for me? I need energy. I need spiritual, yeah. like whatever. Receive the word. Be in the company of those that love you. Because if you can't be weak and vulnerable in, in, in those environments, then, then when can you be? So um, It's true. Yeah, it's, it's really important. And it takes humility to do that because ultimately our pride is another big one. It's it's We know that it's big among men, but with this whole agenda of women being like conditioned to be like men, it's bringing out a lot of pride. It's right. bringing out a lot of like, um, it's like a spirit of offense almost. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'm fine. I don't need your help. I'll get through it on my own. But realistically, you're just, you're not okay, are you? And it's actually right. okay to not be okay all the time because this is a hard walk. There's, there's principalities that are trying to steal us from this walk. Right. There is a lot out there. The odds are against us, really. So if we're not really pressing in and being honest to what we're going through, and you don't have to go and broadcast it on the, the fellowship <laughs> group chat. You don't need to go and post it on YouTube or make a big status on Facebook. All it takes is one sister, two sister, a brother, putting a, an anonymous post on the forum or so anything. You know, there's so many outlets that you can do to have people pray for you if you are struggling. And you can even pray for the Lord to bring somebody, a sister that you can get a close relationship with, a brother that you can confide in. Because ultimately we're called to carry each other's burdens mm. but how can somebody carry your burdens if you're not oh, telling yeah, them yeah. you know it's like do you think Yeshua was carrying that cross going I'm fine I'm fine no he wasn't he was bleeding he was like he 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 had to show us that it was a burden because it was a very real thing and people had to like help him a little bit along the way and we're called to do that for each other and pick up our stake and really go for it but it's not always easy so I do commend people that are being open and honest if they're going through trials um but then again we can fall into the oh i'm in the trial i'm in a trial i'm in a trial and you're like well just it's okay you know you're going to be okay find the joy in the trial you know try and find the joy in the trial and again that can be one of the most hardest things to do because you're in the middle of it and um it's it's so hard but I feel like kenny's visit to the fellowship was was so amazing in so many ways and so refreshing and um, when he was here one Sunday, me and Joe were, we'd been doing outreach in the morning and then we had um, a wedding in the evening and we had to drive like over an hour, which obviously Americans, that's nothing for you, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fair little drive for us uh, English people. They do that just to get to Trader Joe's. Like. Literally, <laughs> like when we've got a trailer as well, we've all got little small cars and um, we got onto the motorway. It was a Sunday afternoon, all garages were closed, all we heard was and we were like, oh, the tires burst. And Joe was like, it'll be fine. Just keep driving. And I was like, no, seriously. And then it went, and it was just like completely gone. And we were like, oh. And that was a situation that we could have lost our heads. Like we were going to serve ice cream at a wedding. We had a time limit on the freezer in the garage, in the trailer. Um, we had to be there for the wedding. The garage is closed in an hour, which is where you get new tires from. We were on the hard shoulder of the motorway with the toddler in the back. We were like, it was like the pressure was on like are we going to lose our heads or are we going to use this as a testimony to praise the lord you know and we had to turn it around and we had to just pray 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 all the garages were saying no 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 we're booked up we're caught and we thought right no we're just going to drive to the local garage and just 
pray and we're just going to give it to them anyway they changed it and we made the wedding with like we were like 10 or 20 minutes late and that was a situation that we had to exercise our faith in action and it was a massive thing for both of us because for me I could have just lost my head and been like ah and had a complete emotional meltdown but I had to kind of like support Joe and he was being like the head and Mr. Cool when usually he like he openly admits on all of his, his teachings that patience is one of the things that I really struggled with so it's about finding yourself in them situations and finding the joy in the trial you know and it's not always easy but that was such an amazing testimony and we were buzzing off that for like three days so if you're in the trial just try and buzz off it somehow I don't know how but just just try because there's a testimony waiting for you at the other side of this trial might not feel like it now but I promise you that there is you know mm, amen um yeah I, I love uh, just just going back previously to uh what we spoke about um you know uh person you know going through uh lower elements of the faith whether it's prayer time or, or um you know, being in the word attendance to, to the congregation, it's like Paul says that we're to persevere and endure. Uh, it doesn't say like you, you, you're to float on a cloud all the time. Like yeah. there are times where you have to dig in and just like, you know, do the best that you can and and, and, and wait and pray for that breakthrough. Um, I, I just had a thought. I wonder, like you, you mentioned their pride um amongst women where predominantly you associate that with and i'm speaking anecdotally you associate pride with men like men are very prideful they, they don't like uh you know showing weakness their vulnerability so the pride gets in the way the ego etc but i wonder if there's a correlation between like how women have assimilated more male characteristics uh, therefore the the fallout from those uh, have been more male in itself do you know what I mean it's Probably. like you're trying to be like men and then the result of that is like more of a male trait than a, f- a yeah. feminine trait because you can look at um I don't know you know women could be uh, gossipers or um they can be highly emo- like all of those like stereotypical elements but but it seems to be like you there's a danger of falling into like mm. yeah characteristics that aren't feminine in themselves even if they're negative which definitely is, uh, and you can see it among men now sometimes they can be worse gossipers with them the, yeah, the, yeah. the women yeah. and the women are like why are you even bothered about this because we've been so conditioned to just like the woman's the big strong voice and uh i'm the best at this and competitive spirit <laughs> and it's just like it's just yeah it's just making a mockery of god's ways isn't it um it's a consequence of not doing it his ways and right. there's always always a consequence um which actually i love doing these podcasts because they just flow and before you know it you're not speaking off a script but you've just covered everything that you wanted to speak about and this um leads me on to um a thing that i have experienced on the walk and i feel like everybody goes through a puffed up stage it's you know at one stage or another being self-righteous whether it's the family members going condemning them about christmas or easter and you're just on fire and you're trying to like pull people out of it we all go through like a self-righteous um stage um um yeah it it, it can creep back in maybe you've been on the walk a few years and you've kind of got over that but i'm going to bring to you something that i thought of after um listening to jack's um teaching about the Moabite women and 
we are called to remember that we were once slaves in the land of Egypt. And it, it's like it, God constantly says, remember where you've come from, that I've redeemed you. Um, but women, weren't we only Moabite women not so long ago? You know, we've been grafted in. We've been bought at a price. We've been redeemed. We've had our um, garments taken off. We've had our heads shaved. We've had, we've had a complete... Um, renewing of who we once were through grace God didn't have to do that for us we were like condemnable you know all of our sins that we've been through in the world fornication horrible things like literally we were Moabite women like in biblically it's not nice to you know admit but we were so why are we now taking for granted everything that the Lord's done for us like don't don't forget where we've come from you know don't be so I'm this amazing godly woman and just just kind of get off our high horses a little bit and remember that God has grafted us in out of his grace and that we still are indebted to God. You know, we're bought at a price ultimately. Um, let us just not forget about that and just sometimes we can take it for granted what God's done for us and be a little bit self-righteous and be, oh, how amazing am I? I'm smashing this, I'm smashing motherhood, I'm smashing. But realistically, God has grafted us in, not because he had to but because he loves us and he he's humbled us in so many ways and yeah i just thought that was the correlation between that was interesting no and and that's that's perfect because i was actually considering i was thinking about something earlier today about the moabite women and how um you know the, the the stealing of israel's power essentially and as men um there are obviously numerous ways in which the enemy steals our power whether it's through uh, you know, like pornography, fornication, it, it, pick 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 any one of yeah. them, and you know, they couldn't. They could, when uh, Balak and Balaam, they couldn't curse Israel. So what was the resolve? We, we send in the Moabite women. Mm-hmm. So from a male perspective, it's like right, beware, like stay on guard. But, but you're you're saying that like we need to be careful not to become the Moabite women. Like you, you're you're like a different. That's that's a different. Um, yeah yeah that's a different area so that's inside that's like inside infiltration that's serious like you know we can we can look outside beyond the borders and say right well you know i'm not going to look at certain things uh, i'm going to you know make sure that the enemy doesn't have any um say over my gates but then he's going to he's going to do an inside job through our women within the camp Mm. um so i think that's uh yeah again a really uh honest and um sobering uh uh a prospect prospect to, to actually think oh wow like we're still we're not we're not um we're not safe from falling back into those yeah. old ways really we aren't because the, i do believe in familiar spirits i i, I believe that there's going to be messengers whatever they are demonic things that are going to remind us of our pasts you know it's just what we've done we've given away energy that like was sacred and that mm. we were born with and that was a god-given right things like fornication giving that away is 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 seriously demonic you know yeah. so like yeah we've repented and we're not accountable for that anymore god shaved our heads but ultimately like we have to check ourselves that like these things don't creep back in and another part was like um god didn't have to do that for us but he has came he's given us a home he's gave us a family whether he's gave you a husband whether he's gave you a fellowship he's allowed you to come into his camp and his holy set apart people so stop taking that for granted you know like stop 
you know, weren't we just alone and with nobody and condemned to death a, a couple of years ago? Like, we now have this amazing fellowship, evangelism. You know, we were out in the park doing evangelism today. You know, we have these set-apart times, so make them a priority in your life because God didn't have to redeem you. He right. could have left you in Babylon. He could have left you and went to the promised land without you. So never forget that he has done this as a free gift. So this God's standard, isn't there? Yeah. So, st- so never get like, I'm, I'm, I'm fine, I'm all good here. I'm, I'm, I'm being kind to myself. I'm, I'm, I'm a great woman of God when realistically there's always a higher standard and we always have to check ourselves because... It was it was a gift that he redeemed us. Why um why why is this why does this take place? Because um when you look at uh when you look at the uh, the reality of the situation, it's like physically and and spiritually we're rich. We're, we're we're walking in abundance. Like, do you have you know? Are you in a home? Do you have running water? Can you wash? Do you have clothing? Uh, have you got a car? Um, have you got all of these um means which are like incredible and then like you say on the spiritual side it's like we we're walking in the things that we've prayed for we we, oh, we we have the things that we were absolutely desperate gagging for at different points in our yeah. walks and um but why what is that is that the curse like is that the flesh why do we how, how is it so easy how how is it so easily forgotten it's it's just it, I think it is the flesh, and I think it is partly demonic as well, because we're we're called to um, remember, remember all the yeah. things that God has done to us, and I think it's about who we're surrounding ourselves with, and um, who you choose to be ahead as well as a woman. If they're not reminding you and and striving to be closer to God, it's ultimately they're not going to remind you of all the amazing things that God's done to got done for you. And every time I'm having a bit of a wobble, Joe's like, "Don't lose faith," you know. Like, look at all the testimonies that we've had, and I do the same for him. So, it's about who you're surrounding yourself with because we, are, if we're called like sheep, then we're just going to copy each other, aren't we? Mm-hmm. And if we're constantly around people like that are draining us we're gonna we're, you know we're not gonna remember all the things that god has done to us but yeah it's, it's a spirit of ungratefulness really isn't it and it's about testing god and testing the boundaries and we can all do it we see it with toddlers jonah's testing me every minute he's looking at me like <laughs> what can i get away with today and it's like the whose will is going to be bigger mine or my mum's and i can see it and we do it to god though so we do it be like God won't be annoyed at that. He won't be annoyed that it's not a sin, is it? It's like, <sighs> and we can do it all the time. It's not a sin, so I'll be fine. It's not actually commanded in the Bible. It's said that it's a good thing, but it's not a command. I'm not going to do it. And it's like we can we can test God on His boundaries all the time, mm. and it's we all do it. It's part of the fall in the flesh, really. It must be. Yeah. And, and it's very sobering when you actually have those moments of, uh, you know, you, you could feel like you're actually feeling oppressed or, um, uh, under the cosh. And then somehow you, you do start to recollect and, and recall, um, I'm thinking maybe more in terms of like physical stuff and, and things of the world. I'm like, oh, wow, like, you know, I, I barely had a home at one point. You know, I didn't have fellowship. I had had no family. And But then when you actually take it to the spiritual principle of like, um, so what, eternal rest and peace with the master and creator of all things? Like, I've been snatched from like the jaws of death. I was condemned to hell and 
by God's grace, he's taken me out of that position. He's given me all spiritual gifts. He loves me. Like the like all of these things, and you start to remember, and then you're like, oh, gosh, like, where is my head at? What, what am I talking about? I know, I know. It's just we always want more, aren't we? And it comes to being content with all things that we have. And I think that's why um, Paul spoke on being content, being content, being content, because mm. it's not our first nature, is it? It's like... We're content for a little minute and then it's like, ooh, what about this? What about this? And we all do it. Um, it's, yeah. It's, it's, I'm it's just thinking one. like, uh, it's just, just going back to the garden, isn't it? Like all this is yours. Uh, you've got perfection. Well, and then just go. don't leave that over there. That's that's not for you. All oh, right. So, right. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm on it. And that's yeah. so much like. Uh, so much like social media today is look at all these things that everyone else is doing um, look at all these things that I don't have look at all these things that I then begin to to cover one of my favorite favorite quotes and it's something that um, I've fought uh, like literally fought on uh, like fighting for on <laughs> is, is uh, comparison is the thief of joy yeah it sounds like is. it's in the Bible. I think yeah, I was no, trying yeah. to find it in the Proverbs. It's but not, it's but it's like, it's mad good. biblical. Like, it it, that's that's it. And um, <clears throat> I think it just highlights, uh, yeah, the, 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 the toxic nature of the world we live in in terms of everything's comparison. Yeah. Everything's like, how do they look? What do they earn? And that's so, like, antithetical to what we're, what we're all about. It really is. And um, I've seen uh, a quote. Well, it's not even a quote. It's in the Proverbs. It says, anxiety, uh, something about an anxious heart. Anxiety weighs down the heart. Yeah, and then it says, but um, a good... It's basically like, if you're speaking positive over others and over yourself, the anxiety will disappear. And if you're constantly putting that label on yourself, I'm I'm anxious, I'm, I'm depressed, it's like... Hmm. where is that coming from are you depressed because your emotional needs aren't being met when realistically you have everything you have breath in your lungs you have god you have parents that love you maybe a husband maybe a wife maybe a fellowship like that's your win in the lottery just to, to some people that have literally nothing so it's about always checking what you have compared to um what the enemy is telling me telling you that you don't have because that's all he'll speak to you in your ear you don't have this you're not this you're not good enough you need this and it's so overwhelming and that's when the anxiety comes in and it's to do with your emotions really and on maybe it might be undealt with emotion things from the past that you haven't let go of um, and it leads me on to my next point about uh, the root of bitterness and the root of bitterness is so big amongst women Um, it's like they can just reel off things that have happened to them maybe 20, 30 years ago, five years ago, like it was yesterday. And I understand that we've all got trauma. Maybe it be from our childhood, our marriages, but when's going to be the time that we let that go and and seriously just let it go? Because if we're harboring that in our hearts and saying that you're under trauma and things that have happened to you, like you are just, it's never going to go and it's going to haunt you. And I believe that it's the enemy that's telling you how bad things were and that maybe you can't forgive that person or maybe you're thinking of how negative that person was in your life when realistically we're called to pray for our enemies you know it's so easy to be like there you know some people might have been bad parents some people might have been bad husbands some people might have been bad wives or bad sisters or, or brothers 
But ultimately, we're called to pray for them. And there's a reason why Yeshua calls us to pray for our enemies and bless those that persecute you because it is the most freeing thing that you will ever do mm. because you need freedom from that root of bitterness and unforgiveness because it's going to weigh you down and it's going to follow you your whole life. It'll never go until you pray for that person because ultimately they need to be saved. If you're saying you're saved, we're supposed to want them to be saved too. And how are you going to want them to be saved when you're just constantly labeling them of their old, sin that might have been a couple of years ago might have been 20 years ago you know like called to be bigger and better than that not because you know you're a bad person and you're not saved if you don't do this but because it's the only way that you will be free from 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 that root of bitterness that's deep real deep um there's a proclivity in our human condition to actually nurture that um uh, that trauma or that uh, difficulty or that affliction that we we've suffered and um i think when you start to nurture something it, it can then become your identity isn't it yes yeah, so th- there must be a balance of um uh, identifying sharing your vulnerability being transparent with the things of, of your past and then being able to target that in in prayer from from yourself and and, and those uh, those around you as well and um again it's it's I, I believe that this this can bleed through from society as well where it's like so many afflictions diseases and and new developments of uh how we acknowledge um the human condition becomes the identity of of the yeah. afflicted so whether it's my adhd whether it's my uh, you know fill in the blank but we're not called for that that's not our identity and um of course sanctification goes on for a long time and and there are things that we'll always be wrestling with um however that there has to be an attitude of like you say letting go um so with that if i'm you know i I have those uh those symptoms becks of like okay i'm identifying with the old man um i seem to be stuck in a habitual loop of sin or or pattern of thought i know you touched on a couple of things but what what how do you press in uh what does that look like for an individual to to break through is is that something you've experienced yourself where you've had to like really target something or or what would you what would your recommendation i I know we've we've generalized but is there anything specific from that do you think um personally no because for me it's not something that i've really had to do because i feel like i didn't really grow up with any um, like childhood trauma, praise you, amazing. But I feel like that's put me in a position where I can almost like be outside the box and I can right, see yeah. things for how they really are because yeah. when you're in that emotion of trauma, it's like so like consuming the only well like the most traumatic thing that happened to me was like the whole childbirth experience but again it <laughs> can it only can, thing it, I mean, yeah. yeah it can weigh on you like so much and it can cause so many like emotions and like if somebody else didn't have that experience you can maybe like grow bitter but my only advice would be is to seriously forgive the person that has mistreated you and not just i forgive them lord but seriously go down to their level and say what may have they been suffering was their actions a learned behavior from their parents was theirs like a way that they've been shown a lack of love they don't know how to give love to you and it's about like nobody wants to really be around a child or somebody they love and be a horrible person it's not because they're doing it to like be 
some people are but maybe it's just because that's how they've learned is how to be a human being you know it's like if they've watched other people be like that and show love that's just ultimately how they're going to do it and I do believe it's like a generational curse and we have to break them and there's no greater time when all these generational curses come up is when you have your own child and they literally they try and get through honestly they try and jump to the next generation and it's so deep you have literally got to be like a gatekeeper for your children and be like not today Satan you are not (laughs) getting to my child you know this these whole labels obviously joe grew up with a lot of conditions adhd and stuff and i do believe that they stand because it explains a lot of joe's traits but ultimately he isn't saying i can't read the bible because i'm dyslexic you know like he is pressed through that and he's gone yeah maybe it might be a little bit overwhelming to like sit down and listen to a a three-hour sermon but he still presses through because they can be a strength as well he he needs so less sleep than me honestly we've been so busy lately with ministry work with our ice cream business mixed with toddlers teeth and blah 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 i've been like a zombie and joe has just been pinging out of bed after about like five or six hours sleep and i'm like how can you even do this but it a lot his his things that were his setbacks in school are his strengths now so it's about pressing in and being like yeah I went through that whatever I went through as a child has it it can be used for good what the enemy wants to use for negative it can be used for good now and God is the only one that can do that and yeah it's just about praying and recognizing where these things are getting in and being like no I'm not going to treat my child like that no I'm not going to snap at them like that no I'm not going to be the parent that the enemy wants me to be you know and Mm -hmm. we're never going to be perfect but we do have to constantly check ourselves and be like "Mm, is this one trying to creep down you know and we can take good things as well from our parents my parents joe's parents they're obviously very musical theatrical confident bold entrepreneurial like we can bring the good things as well it's not just you know doing away with all all the past because again there's so many amazing things they're so nurturing joe's mom is so kind generous we can take all the good things and just filter out the bad things you know so it's about you've just basically and on this walk i've come to the conclusion you've got to be like a doctor a psychologist (laughs) a a counselor and they are probably all the seven spirits that we're just trying to fit into our greco-roman mindset you know i always advocate that the seven spirits will will cover all the bases for the human experience and condition. Um, if I was to say personally with regards to, um, you know, trauma and um, healing and all of that stuff, like I think it, if I was to say, just to confirm, reaffirm what we were discussing about running the race, I mean, to run the race, you're looking forwards, you're keeping your eyes on on Jesus, you, you're keeping your eyes on the kingdom. And um, trying to create a hunger, a a desire, an expectation for what God is going to be doing in your life in the future will really, um, I think, really opens doors with regards to um, whether it be for breakthrough, whether it be to get you through a difficult period or or whether you're just actually all right. You're doing all right, but you're just waiting for the next chapter. It's like just keep running the race, keep keep focused and... um, have that hope and expectation of, of things as Romans 8 says ho- hope of things that, that aren't yet seen and for me yeah. that's that's partly 
how I keep going is because I'm just intrigued to see like what is he going to do next? next? Like I, I'm going to fast. I don't know why, but I need to. I feel like the door needs to open, or I'm going to just just press in that little bit more. Um, yeah. So just just keep going in that respect. Um, now uh, you touched on a lot of these kind of. Um, I guess uh, we could we could say um, manipulation and. Um, contention within like the the female elements of 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 the faith and um how how to deal with that any words of advice or like from for the men like what do we do how how do we help sort of get you through these things because you mentioned there about how you and joe co-opt and how your your strengths and weaknesses uh, complement each other but uh, you know how do we help this What, what, what are we looking out for um no i'm joking Uh, yeah no it's just about praying and holding the woman in your life to her strengths and being like you're bigger than this you're not your past you're not your future don't worry too much about the future as well because that's massive with women we're constantly trying to plan ahead but Yeshua rebukes that and says don't do that because it's it's too overwhelming for us we have to take one step at a time um encourage um things like being in the word together was a great thing um i, I mean it's no it's hard you can't full sit down and have a full-blown bible study every day because no. you know you've got commitments and you've got children running around but me and joe did even just like a little study on the book of roof and it's something about like it just edifies your marriage so much more it just encourages you to have like 10 20 minutes together to just read the word together pray together pray with your children um be a united front as well and um you know for men you do have to rule and you do have to lay lay the rules down and if you don't lay the rules down the women will do it for you and that's not the woman's job and joe constantly talks about um the beta male and it just makes me laugh but it's so true isn't it it's like the alpha male needs to be the alpha male for a reason otherwise the beta male will just be like Oh, whatever you say, love. You, yeah, you yeah. just do. Yeah, you take and the reins. It's like it's not the way God has done it. I mean, my mom and dad, like they're not in the faith, and it's like they're like equal, and they're currently looking to move to the world where we are, and they're selling the house, and they got an offer. And my mom saying, "We're just taking it," and my dad was like, "No, we'll wait for the ask." Or something. They were having this argument over FaceTime with me, and I was like, <sighs> "Mom, you do know Dad's the head of the house," and she just like scoffed and like <laughs> she just like laughed. She was like, "No." And like they just don't get it, you yeah, know, yeah. because my mom is very wise and very um, confident and very she gives good counsel. So it's like it can be hard for the men to kind of like take the reins when the woman is obviously very intelligent, very clever. Yeah. But the man still has to do it just for the sake of God's ways are higher than our ways. Sometimes we we can't understand them, but it's also about keeping them in line and being like, "Are you okay?" I mean, the amount of times Joe's rebuked me on things, and I don't like it at the time. I really don't like it. But at the at the end of the day, it's like he is hearing from God, and I have to submit to him to submit to God. So sometimes you do have to lay the law down for the women in your life, and they might not like it. I didn't like it for a very long time. Um, for example, I'll, I'll speak on my last point now. Is um, some of you may notice that. I have got a head covering on and I ran away from this for at least four years. Joe was telling me for a long time saying, you know, this is something that you have to do. Um, it's biblical. It might help with your submission. You know, it might help with um, 
you wanting to listen to me, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, you're just trying to manipulate me and get your way. <laughs> the blah, irony. Blah. And it's just like so ironic. But it was coming to the place where I was just getting thoughts that weren't my own thoughts, dreams that definitely were not from God. Just, it was a full-blown spiritual attack. Right. And it come off the back of the last podcast and maybe a little bit before that, maybe around last Seco time. It was just, it was, it was so tangible. It was getting obvious that it was completely demonic thoughts of my past life past things that i've done just like flooded me and it was just it was not good and joe said like i've been telling you this is what you need to do um you need to wear it and i put it on and it was like the thoughts just completely went it was like when i'm around joe now if he tells me to do something i don't have that voice in the back of my head saying why or no it's like i, I just do it and sometimes he can be wrong and I have such a peace about a situation that the Lord just humbles him. You know, right, he's yeah, been calling yeah, me yeah, clumsy, yeah. dizzy. I won't even say some of the words, like obviously in a joking manner because I am quite, I think I do have dyspraxia. I'm not going to lie. And Joe's saying, no, that's just a label and excuse. And I'm like, <laughs> well, what about your ADHD? Yeah, that's, it. No, that's not just an excuse. <laughs> and say, I'll drop a glass. Joe, like, had to slam on in the brakes and something damaged in our ice cream car. And I was like, see the Lord showing you mm. when you are calling me clumsy, you're just calling yourself. It. Mm. Like you're speaking it over yourself because we're one flesh. So, but it helps me not to react. And the way I see it is, um, Paul tells women to do it because of the angels. And hopefully off the back of everything I've spoken tonight, you will really understand right now that angels can infiltrate our minds messengers can get in have thoughts that aren't our own thoughts remind us of our past our history and they'll want to stop us from moving forward so for me if you are going through that if you're struggling to submit if you're being plagued with things of your past try it and i promise you right now the thoughts will stop because of the angels paul says it to do it and um yeah um it's a, it's another topic for itself and i'm sure we could maybe do a whole podcast on it but that's just what's helped me and it's something worth praying over if you are struggling you know amazing yeah i've uh anecdotally i've i've heard uh many stories about head coverings um and uh yeah some 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 mad stuff taking place I think even for me, if if I could just put on a head cover and, and it stopped the that, screen, I'd, I'd be I'd be up for that. Like, do you know what I mean? So, um, um, but yeah, you're right. That is a um, that's definitely a, a deeper topic for for us to get into because um, yeah, I've heard many testimonies uh, that that, that um, put it in a positive light, and um, you know, it's intriguing how it's just like Paul just leaves it on a cliffhanger. It's like because of the angels. And that's it, and you're like, what? Like, like, and and what? But um, no, it's um, I appreciate the honesty and the insight in terms of um, what takes place in terms of your your thought processes and how uh, we're we're all sort of fighting fighting the flesh. And um, I just want to say to to people out there listening who who aren't in a marriage, who aren't in courtship, uh, these all of these things are still applicable within your relationships, whether it's just with your brothers and sisters uh, whom you live with or those that you fellowship with. All of these practices, like take ten minutes to pray, uh, take take an evening to to read through your Bibles together, whatever it takes, really. So, um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sure you're smart enough to to adapt these principles to to all of your relationships, not just those who, who are in marriage uh, as well. Oh, um, brilliant. So, um, 
Any other thoughts? Any uh, other curveballs you got there for me, Bex? Or is I'll that, leave yeah. it there. Yeah, there's I have to for, meet for my, my little uh, uh, man heads there. I, I, I've got enough to like chew on and, and think over. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's been um, it's been really interesting. And um, yeah, again, I, I hope that this conversation blesses uh, all of those male and female um, who who listen to it. Um, Bex, I just want to say thank you for your honesty, for your transparency. I also thank Joe <laughs> for, for that as well, because obviously it takes two to tango with these things. And mm. again, our heart is that these things, uh, these stories and these uh, anecdotes and insights can be uh, an inspiration. Uh, it can be edifying. Um, again, as we mentioned at the top of the show, if there's anything that we've mentioned um, that's touched you, anything that you feel is uh, controversial, anything that you feel like you'd like to elaborate on, get involved, get active on the comments. That would be much appreciated. Um, Bex, I just want to say thank you. It's, it's been a pleasure as always. Um, it's been, uh, what, well, it must have been like your fourth, fourth time on here? Yeah, yeah, maybe yeah, four, yeah. yeah, yeah um, mm-hmm. getting, uh, getting professional at this. Um, no, uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, feel free to go on over to the other parts of our um, channel. We've just launched the uh, Upper Room After Hours where I get into things in a bit more detail. We look at world events and current issues. If you've not checked that out, uh, be much obliged uh, if you do. Um, also, as usual, we've got our tour portions with uh, Jackie, Tommy and Joe, which um, the, the guys are absolutely smashing. Um, and it's uh, again, it's just a, a privilege to be part of of that functioning body um, to see people walking in their gifts and, and to be receiving uh, uh, as, as one accord. So um, with that being said, um, from our house to your house, uh, we love you lots. Blessings. Shalom to you all. This has been The Upper Room. Shalom. Shalom. Shalom.